You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. We here at the Plano Chamber are working hard on our events now. We would love to partner with you as a sponsor in many other ways. We'd love to connect with you and get you more information on how you can partner with us on these great events. Find out more at planochamber.org or contact any Plano Chamber staff. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse. I'm Kelly Marcellus, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. And I'm Emily Zug with Veritex Community Bank, 2022 Chair of the Board for the Plano Chamber. Well, I'm really excited about today's episode. Lisa Howe is the Vice President of Membership and Programs at the North Texas LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Since taking on this position full-time in January of 2019, the Chamber has added programs such as the LGBT Leadership Institute, LGBTBE Roundtable, and the LGBTQ Plus Workplace Alliance. Prior to moving back to her hometown of Dallas, Howe served as the first ever chief executive officer of the Nashville LGBT Chamber of Commerce. And during her more than six years in Nashville, the Nashville LGBT Chamber grew from 70 members to over 330, added a foundation, and won three national awards for its initiatives and programs. And a little fun fact that we learned prior to her chamber career, Lisa was an NCAA Division I women's soccer coach for 17 years. She was named the Atlantic Sun Conference Coach of the Year three times, won back-to-back conference championships in 2008 and 2009, and was recognized by the NCAA for having an academic progress rate in the top 10% in the country. Wow. I I don't know how to top that. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on Plano Polls. Thank you for having me. Lisa, it's so great to have you join us on the podcast today. Can you start by giving our listeners a quick introduction to the North Texas LGBT Chamber, your members, and your programs? Sure. So the North Texas LGBT Chamber of Commerce, we have uh, 350 members, and we have programs that you know, cater to all sorts of different levels of membership. So for those typical chamber members that want networking and lead generation, we have those programs. For those who are starting and running small businesses, we have those kinds of programs. And then for our larger businesses, employee engagement type programs, I think something to really keep in mind is our chamber, like all chambers, we are an economic development organization. So We are helping the area attract, keep businesses, attract and keep talent. And I think Toyota is a great example, even though it's been a while. But when a company considers moving headquarters or a large footprint of their business to North Texas, a lot of times you hear leaders or employees say, is Texas a safe place for LGBT people or for families with transgender kids. And our chamber is on the front line of one, advocating to make sure that maybe the state of Texas, but definitely our region is a safe place and is attractive to those businesses and their employees and being on the front line of those communications of, listen, we have, we can connect you to resources, whether it's through our relocation guide or our membership where 
you know, you're if you're an LGBTQ person or ally or you have family members that you have resources that you need to thrive here in this region. You know, Lisa, that's you you bring up Toyota and I remember when Toyota was moving to Plano into the Dallas region and I know we worked very closely with Tony Betta, your colleague, in some of the um, some of the programs to meet with folks that were considering moving here and really kind of help present information about the region and how welcoming it can be. So the North Texas LGBT chamber was founded in 2005, which means here in just a couple of years, you're going to have that big 20th anniversary. Can you tell us a little bit about what the business community in North Texas was like for LGBT professionals and business owners in 2005? Um, I think I can. So, you know, 2005 was different and the chamber was going in a different kind of an organization where people felt comfortable to meet, like say a power lunch. And then you had like a Stonewall business association words that didn't exactly have lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender in them, but maybe words that someone in part of the community or strong ally might know, Oh, professional people or Stonewall or, might be an LGBT group. So <clears throat> there was always kind of that that need and that desire to get together and network and make those kinds of connections, business connections. <clears throat> and I think business has, has, you know, changed a lot. People may not have been comfortable being out uh, in the workplace and definitely could, you know, lose their job for for based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Now, our Fortune 500 companies probably about 90% of those companies have sexual orientation and gender identity in their non-discrimination policies. And I don't know if that was closer to 2005, but it did get, as it got safer for people to be out in the workplace, I think you saw more of a, a desire, more of a need to have an actual 501c6 chamber of commerce type organization. And you mentioned Tony Vetta, our CEO, and he was the first CEO of the chamber back in 2005. But there were little things going on before then where people were getting together, and networking and finding those connections. Maybe they were looking for new jobs or just personal development and professional growth. So, but definitely we've seen a lot of changes where we have a lot more protections in the workplace, but there's still uh, a, a long way to go. So Lisa, following up on Kelly's question, how have things changed for the LGBT professionals and business owners over the last 17 years? And what has really improved and what are some areas that still need some improvement? Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely in policies, things have changed. You know, we see a lot more people protected in the workplace. I think in business ownership, we are seeing a little bit of change also where we've had business owners who did not want to be labeled as LGBT or maybe not get certified as LGBT business enterprise because they were afraid they might lose some of their largest contracts and largest clients. We've seen a change on that now where if a large company who counts LGBTBEs in their diversity spend, if they find out that one of their contractors is LGBT but not certified, they will ask them to go get certified so that they can count that as diversity spend. So we've even seen recently, I've probably had Two new members join and say, we are joining because we want to get certified because our big contract has asked us to. So one of those was Walmart. They found out that one of their electricians was that they were using for electrical services 
uh, is LGBT. And they said, oh, will you please go get certified? And so that's been exciting. But I will say on the culture side in the workplace, we're still seeing numbers where only about still less than 70% of LGBT people feel comfortable coming out to a supervisor. So we're still um, not everyone has been out and authentic in the workplace. So we have some room to go on culture and belonging in the workplace. And I think that's where we'll concentrate for a while. One of the North Texas LGBT Chambers Initiative is the LGBT Business Enterprise Certification. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about this process and the benefits of being certified as an LGBT business enterprise? Yeah, so we have one national third-party certifying body, and that is the National LGBT Chamber of Commerce. And they go by the NGLCC, if I happen to say that again. So our members, they go through the NGLCC. They um, they have to prove that they're a business. They, it's a lot like the WBE. That's exactly what was drafted from the WBE certification, the Women's Business Enterprise Certification. So they go through much the same process, um, turning on the paperwork that shows that they're a business and they're registered with the state. Then they go through that they prove that they are LGBT. Um, this is a little bit easier now with marriage quality, but we've been doing this since before marriage quality. Actually, for 15 years, I believe the NGLCC has been certifying LGBTBEs. So, and then we do the local site visits. So Tony or I, we have some of our members who are certified also to do these uh, site visits where we go in and just make sure that it is the LGBT person who is has the authority, calling the shots, running the business. And it has to be 51% or more owned by an LGBT person. So advantages to that, you know, just I think when, I think in supplier diversity where if they find someone who they really want to work with, but maybe that business is not ready to take on that large of a contract or that much business and they, they need to scale more or they need to develop relationships. I feel like those companies, when they find that woman owned business, that minority owned business, that LGBT owned business that they really want to do work with, that they kind of hold their hands for a year or two, or sometimes it takes a while and helps them get to a point where they could fulfill a contract for that company. And that doesn't always work, but I just feel like you get a little bit more uh, help. I think there's a lot of mentoring help from our large companies and then from organizations themselves, whether it's us or the Hispanic chamber or the black chamber there to help our minority businesses grow and scale, or just be able to meet or develop partnerships that will help them meet contracts. And I love, I love the fact that we have members that send me emails monthly, like we're looking for people to bid on this RFP or that RFP. And I get them from whether it's Dallas college or Dallas independent school district or the city of Dallas. Um, I get them from different companies like Vistra. So it's fun to get those kind of communications and think about, Oh, which one of our members could meet this. And if they're not a prime contract, then they're subprime and they can, uh, they can get business that way. So it's great to be, to be a connector for our certified businesses. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic incentive to, to become certified and go through that program. So that, that's really interesting. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned for more conversation with Lisa Howe, including her suggestions on how to create an inclusive workplace for LGBTQ employees. We'll be right back with more Plano Pulse. 
Hello, this is Carol Graysdorf from Leadership Plano, reminding you that the application deadline for Leadership Plano Class 39 is June 15th at midnight. The online application and recommendation forms are available at the leadershipplano.org website. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to grow your community awareness and leadership skills. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here with Lisa Howe, Vice President and Membership and Programs of the North Texas LGBT Chamber. Lisa, I love that you changed careers from a successful soccer coach to a chamber executive. I have a six-year-old who is diehard soccer. It's soccer, 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 and a three-year-old that we'll see how she does with indoor soccer starting this weekend. They're the Sugar Rush is the team name, actually. So, um, but we are, we are soccer oh fans. God, perfect. Um, I love that. <laughs> yes. So, but, uh, so tell me, what did your soccer experience teach you that helps you in your role today with the North Texas LGBT Chamber? Oh, there's plenty that I learned from both or have skills that help me in both. So, um, definitely just having the vision to lead an organization and develop strategies and goals to accomplish a mission or a vision to get a group of different people working towards collective collective goals. So really managing our volunteers, but those types of communication skills for sure. So yeah, there was a lot that I was able to bring over from coaching to chamber world. Thanks for asking. Well, and we have a member um, up here, the, the, the soccer club from Allen, Emily, help me remember. Um, the Dallas Sidekicks. The, yeah, the Dallas Sidekicks. Oh. I don't know why I couldn't mm-hmm. think of that, but we, so Emily and I have both been to games uh, watching them yeah. and it is so fun. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't been up yet, it's, yeah. it's really fun. <clears throat> My sister worked for the Sidekicks like in the eighties, I think when they oh, played really? at Reunion Arena. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, well, so it's been a while since I've been to a sidekicks game. But I'm glad I'm glad they're still around and kicking and yeah, yeah. literally, yeah, literally, yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> no, they they do a great job putting on a good show. But well, Lisa, one of the reasons I'm so excited that you're here today with us is so we're we're recording today, which is June 1st, which I know is a little before the episode will actually come out. But we are kicking off Pride Month, and so we're 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 thrilled that you're here to help us learn and to celebrate Pride Month. And as Pride marketing campaigns and special product lines become more common, which this morning I opened up my email and had tons of "y'all means all" and you know all the emails kind of because it's June first. Um, right. But there's been a lot of talk about corporate pride or or rainbow capitalism, where it can feel like companies are trying to profit off of pride more than genuinely celebrate the LGBTQ community. So what are some of the ways that businesses can sincerely celebrate pride and support the community? Yeah, happy Pride Month. And it's that opportunity for everyone to put a rainbow on their logo or behind it or something. You're exactly right. So um, yeah, I mean, we try to think of, we tell people we're proud year round, not just in June. And obviously it's important that we understand that people want to make money off of the LGBTQ community and they want to market to the LGBT community. And we understand that, but at the same time, 
I think the community also is alert to, okay, well, how are you spending your resources on the community? So being able to look at leaders in the workplace, um, being able to look at policies and culture in a workplace are very important. And then how is the company spending its money? What about their supply chain? Or are they engaging with LGBTBEs during Pride Month? So we get companies who want to have a, a, a float in the parade and they say, hey, Lisa, is there an LGBT DJ that we could put on our float in the Pride Parade? Or uh, we're having a big lunch, a big gathering during Pride Month. Do you, who are your caterers? Or where could we go to a team lunch at an LGBT-owned restaurant? I just got that email, actually. Um, so just how are you spending your money also? And then I would say in the community, just community engagement. And I think this is one thing that LGBT employee resource groups are are good at doing and helping is knowing what is out there in the community where you may want to spend uh, some time volunteering or you may want to spend, um, you know, a, a grant or some money sponsoring. And then the Human Rights Campaign has a Corporate Equality Index, and they score businesses 0 to 100 on their LGBT inclusion. And so it got pretty common to, you know, I'm going to use Burger King as an example, but Burger King was putting their Whopper in a rainbow-wrapped, you know, hamburger plastic, the paper bag. And uh, if you went to HRC and they'd have like a 60, which is fairly low score on the corporate equality index, but then it's a franchise and you know what they're all doing. So, I mean, there's so, it gets complicated on how you're judging people on their inclusion, but I think the community is a little more uh, in tune to, hey, we're not going to just let you put a float in the parade or put a rainbow wrapping on your hamburger and us rush and spend all of our money there. I think um, there's more to it and there's, and it should be a, a year round engagement and not just a one month. So Pride Month is a great reminder to celebrate our LGBTQ friends, family, and community members, and to reflect on the history of the community. But like you said, June is Pride Month, but celebrate them all year long. So we want to make sure that our LGBTQ community members, employees, coworkers feel valued every day. What are some of the best ways that business owners and leaders can be allies and create inclusive workplaces? Yeah, so we talk a lot about, we do ally training and we talk a lot about how there's a spectrum, uh, ally is a, a spectrum and a journey. We talk about, you know, diver, inclu- diversity and inclusion is a journey, but so is being an ally is a journey and there are people at different uh, different points on their journey. So there could be people that just not making fun or not, you know, arguing about it makes them an ally, but really to just go to the very top to answer your question. I mean, a, a great way to be an ally and a champion is to make sure that, uh, there aren't laws being passed that discriminate against people based on sexual orientation, gender identity. That's like, the ultimate ally. So businesses can do that. Individuals can do that, but other good ways to be allies in the workplace, listening and being, you know, we can be taught this, or maybe you already have the skills to just have courageous conversations and to be able to listen and give people grace and learn more about 
a particular person or learn more about their kids or, you know, just being able to have those type of conversations that maybe make you uncomfortable, but that really takes you up on the ally spectrum, like getting closer to being a good ally. One thing I want to mention that could answer this question or the last one, are companies giving their LGBT employees a chance to self-identify? So if we're, if we can't, we might be, we're, we can check a box if, we're black or Hispanic or white, and we can check a box about male or female and hopefully other, there are sort all sorts of boxes we can check, but sometimes in our workplace, we can't check if we're LGBT or not. And if you're not being measured, then we don't know if LGBT people work there or they're in leadership or people are leaving the company in droves. So I think being able to be measured for people that are safe to check a box and to it's a good way to manage your LGBT employees. And for me, it's a great first impression when I fill out a survey or if I was doing a new employee survey or something and I had that box for me, I feel safe to check it. But it's just a great first impression of, oh, I matter here. I'm going to be measured and they're going to know, like, I'm going to be in this aggregate number and I'm, you know, I'm that way for female and I'm at that way for my race and now I'm that way for sexual identity. Um, I think it's, it's good. Well, what's on the horizon for the North Texas LGBT chamber? Do you have any exciting programs or initiatives in the works? Everything is exciting. Um, I think one thing that's coming up that we do annually is our Texas diversity, equity and inclusion conference. Um, that's July 19th through the 21st. So we haven't done it in person since 2019. And in 2020, we took it online. We did it virtual. And we had our largest attendance ever in 2020. We've been doing this for seven years now. So 2021, we're online again. You know how you plan to do things in person, then all of a sudden you couldn't. Then you'd plan it again, and then you could. So well, we were online again in 2021. Numbers kind of came back down to average. So this year we're doing one day in person and one day virtual. We think we'll hit just about everybody. And our DEI conference consists of, you know, big keynote speakers. Um, but also we have different tracks. So we have track for our small business owners, our supplier diversity representatives, a corporate DEI track, um, kind of an advocacy track. So uh, we're excited about that. Um, we're working on a uh, on some workforce development, um, particularly in the transgender community. Um, and there's grant money available for that. There's lots of great partners. Um, you know, we Dallas has had kind of a bad history here recently for trans women of color, and we've been one of the highest murder rates for transgender women of color over the last few years. And, you know, there's some nothing more powerful than a job. It's great for integrity. It's great for safety. It's great for so many stability, so many things. And um, we really are looking forward to getting, getting involved in some workforce development, especially for transgender people. And I think that's going to be great for our society and, and for our region. So we're excited about that. In September, we have our 
Business and Community Awards. Uh, that's an annual event that we get really excited about. It's a very motivational day, inspirational to see what people are doing in the community, how much they're achieving. And we run an LGBT Leadership Institute. We just graduated our second class in May, and we run that September through May. So we're taking applications for our next class. We will start classes in September again. And that Leadership Institute has been great for uh, employee engagement. You know, we have large companies that want to send certain employees through the Leadership Institute. Um, We have some small business owners. Our nonprofit organizations are loving it. They want to put board members in, they want to put their executives in and just a great, you guys know all about leadership institutes and just how great it is for uh, building a peer network and developing leadership skills and helping the community. So we're excited about to have our third class. Well, that all sounds very exciting. I know the Plano Chamber is going to be um, hosting our first uh, DE&I forum in June as well. So depending on when our listeners are listening to this, it could be about to happen or maybe just wrapped up, but we'd love (laughs) to have you join us for that as well. So just a quick follow-up, how can our listeners learn more about your chamber and possibly engaging in some of those programs you just mentioned? Oh yeah. Well, you find us online at lgbtchamber.com. All the other chambers are very jealous of us because we don't have our, we don't have North Texas or Dallas or it's just lgbtchamber.com. So it's it's the the best domain for an LGBT chamber out there. Um, But yeah, we just, we got a new website recently and you'll find one, use our directory to find, you know, people to do business with, but for sure you'll find membership. Uh, information and be able to join. You'll see all our, our events there. And we, we have guests for free and love to have Plano Chambers come for free and, and be a guest when they can. Well, fantastic. Well, that is unfortunately all the time we have for today. But Lisa, it was so great having you on. I learned a lot. I'm excited to attend some of your events and, and get to know the work that you guys do a little bit better. Kelly, we love the partnership, and I'm sorry Tony couldn't be here today. Thank you for having me, and thanks for being great partners, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Interested in reaching our Plano Pulse listeners? Support the Plano Chamber and the podcast by becoming a sponsor. Contact the Chamber team to learn more. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode. Hey, everyone. Kelly Marcellus here, your president and CEO of the Plano Chamber. Are you looking to kickstart your Friday morning with dozens of local business owners and professionals? Set your alarm and join us for our weekly business interchange meetings for networking worth waking up early for. Meetings are held at 7.30 a.m. every Friday morning. Join us and share your 30-second commercial promoting your business and be the first to hear what's going on with other local businesses. Visit planochamber.org to learn more and we'll see you next Friday. Thank you.